Are you still mixing station gas and oil for your string trimmer, leaf blower, or chainsaw? Eliminate the mess and the guesswork with True Fuel, the original pre-mixed two-cycle fuel. True Fuel is ethanol-free and precision-engineered for small engines, improving performance, and extending the life of your outdoor power equipment. And True Fuel is available for both two- and four-cycle engines. Empower your equipment with True Fuel. Available at your local home and garden center today. Introducing the SD Podcast channel, your one stop source for all types of podcasts. We are always on the look for new podcasts to join our channel. If there is any topic you would like to discuss, contact us now. We can be reached on all social media such as Facebook, Twitter, and or Instagram. You can also contact us by email or leave us a voicemail at 516-570-9248. So make sure to contact us now so you can start your podcast soon. Welcome to episode 206 of the S&D Podcast Show after, I think it's like two weeks off we took. We're back with another mm. great episode. It's baseball season, middle of spring, a little bit more into spring training now. We got March Madness coming up, so you know, it's no longer a dull time in the sports world. Danny Venner here, what's going on? Not much. Congrats to the Michigan Wolverines for winning the Big East. Oh, not the Big East. I'm watching the Big East right now. The Big Ten uh, championship this weekend. That was a Excuse me. fun tournament Excuse to watch. me. Back what? to back champs, bro. All right. All right. Relax. Back to back. Wow. Uh, yeah, that was pretty cool. Should put them toward the top. You would probably think a top two six? Or... You would think a top six because... Well, I would think they're probably like a three or a four seed in their bracket. Where they, they should put... be within the, a top six, is what I'm thinking. That'd yeah. be nice. They can't considering be any lower the than a six. Regular se- considering the regular season they had. Right. right. The regular season wasn't great, but... And uh, it's now snowing in baseball season, which is, you know, we get a couple of those every year, which is always fun. It's more Brings fun when back they're playing bit. up here and it's snowing. Remember that game in, in like, in like Minnesota when, it, when they played in the snow? Like the most majestic f- photo of all time: David staring into the snow. Yeah, that was, that was like <laughs> I think that was twenty fifteen. Yeah, twenty or twenty fourteen. Yeah, wasn't it in Colorado as well? Obviously, one of the games. Yeah, they had a crazy. Week of, that, they had a week of snow delays that they had to make this random road trip from like L.A. to Colorado to to Minnesota to New York in a week because they had to make up all the games. Right. Well, hopefully that won't happen this year because I'm going opening day, and if it snows, I'll just shoot myself now. You won't. I won't. It was actually. like 98, I think it was. The Yankees Royals. It snowed, if I remember correctly, at the stadium. Really? Yes. Well, maybe that's a sign of good things to come since the Yankees won like 140 games in that season. It's true. They did. But then again, they um, always won like 130 games in the 90s. Oh, jeez. So anyway, we have a big show today. Uh, we're going to have James Jumboy from Talking Yankees on with us to talk about the Yankees. A couple weeks ago, we had Matt on joining us talking about the Mets. Uh, we're also working on our great friend Joe to come back and join us, Joe McFly, Joey McFlies. We're working on right before the season starts to get him back on to... Uh, the preview of the season at the end of spring training. I know he's going down to Yankee camp. I know Vin's going down in like a week, two weeks. Oh, yeah. I forgot about Vin's yes. going down. 20th, I leave. Hey. We'll be seeing uh. three games down there. Oh, nice. Just you and James? Just me and the old man. He's only Rich. been talking about telling him he's going to go since he's six. So it only took 20 years. I swear to God, <laughs> since, at least since I was 10. He was like, all right, we're going to go to spring training next year. And it never happened, finally. Well, well why, don't you, why don't you take him down to Tampa? Because well, why would he go to Tampa? Not Tampa. <laughs> Florida in general. Because he makes significantly more money than I do, so he can take me places. <laughs> also, we're going to Universal, so that should be a fun day. Nice. Going to Harry Potter World? Uh, that's the plan. Nice. 
find some yes. magic potions to fix David Wright's back. But I don't want him anymore. Forget him. It's all about Todd Frazier. It's all about the dancing Todd Frazier. I bet you David can't dance like that. I, I bet you he could at one point. Excuse me, can we, um, we need to have a moment now in honor of the retirement of today. And lick our hands in honor of Mike Pelfrey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just remember, we suffered through a double header to watch his uh, oh, career. Mets Marlins. Jose Valentin had seven RBIs and two innings in one of those games. Yes. <laughs> Grand Slam and a triple. It was that. Yeah, that was that game. Yes. <laughs> the first game, the Marlins, uh, was an awful day of baseball. It was a blowout city in both games. Didn't, didn't, wasn't there a Despite. huge fight in the first game, too? Uh, I think so. I don't remember that. The Mets and Marlins fight like twice a year. Something like that. Anyway, yes, Mike Pelfrey retired. It was about time he was not good. His last time, five years-ish. He was the first ever Mets starter for a regular season game at City Field. He was, and he gave up a home run to the first batter. So He did, and nobody knew. Because nobody knew the rules of the stadium. What was it? Will Venable, I think it was. Sounds about right. But then David hit one in the in like the seventh. He did, and we still lost that game. We did. We lose a lot of games at City Field. He wasn't on but the six playoff said, team. Helfrey? Yeah. No. Because they had Maine, they had Ollie, they had Steve Traxel, they had. You know. You would have thought with the injuries he would have had a shot at that. <clears throat> I don't think he was ready. Oh, well. Anyway, so that was our honoring Mike Pelfrey moment. Um, so before we get into our next segment, let's get into this week's leadoff. Leading off. So this week's leadoff, um, last weekend was the NFL Combine. Uh, it's one of my favorite, t- personally favorite times of the year. I love the NFL draft. Steve like, likes uh, watching people run in underwear. It's true. It is. Especially the really big guys with the with the bouncing titties. It's just <laughs> wonderful to watch. Especially when they slow-mo them. Um, Can the- we go back to when they wore like baggy shirts instead of this fucking Under Armour crap? Who was the one on uh, Alabama who didn't, wear a, who didn't wear a shirt? Andre Smith. Oh, I don't- yeah. Andre Smith. He didn't wear a shirt. It was great. Yikes. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, so one of the biggest problems that I've always had with the Combine is these guys get invited to the Combine. And I get it. Vin, you mentioned this before in our chat when we are figuring out the leadoff. These guys have pro days and they're going to do all their drills at pro days. But you go to the Combine, people are watching more than – nobody's watching you at the Combine. This is your chance to shine in front of not just you mean scouts. You mean the pro day. You mean the yeah, not, nobody's watching your pro day. Yeah, nobody's watching your pro day. Everybody's watching <laughs> the combine. Not just the people at the combine, but people are watching at home, people are watching on the computer. They want to see you do all the drills. And I personally think that they should start, unless an NFL doctor says this guy is injured and he can't do it, they should definitely have to do a drill. Every drill at the combine. None of this, oh, I'm not running my 40 because, you know, I'll run better in two weeks. None of that. Like, Run. Run and do better in two weeks. Put up numbers. What do you guys think? I don't personally don't think it's a huge deal. If you run and run bad at, a, at the combine, and then you also have your pro day and you run well, I think the running bad is going to hurt you more than the not running. So I don't have a – it's like the same thing with like uh, the guys sitting at a bowl games. It's your own choice. It's your own risk. If you don't want to do it, I mean, I guess do whatever the heck you want to do. If you know, it's your own life. But I think they, you're right. They should have probably at least you know show something. And I think most most people do. It's only like, what is it? Darnold's not throwing at the didn't throw at the combine. Yeah, but that that's been a tradition though the last couple of years. All a lot of top guys that don't do it. I have no problem with it for the sheer fact of it's it's a really more of a TV situation with the whole combine thing. Honestly, we have game tape of every sort of situation. And if your position doesn't matter for a 40, who, who cares if they don't run a 40? And I think it 
it, you're not playing with the normal guys that you've been practicing with all the time. So it makes sense for if you don't feel comfortable enough to throw, have a throwing exercise with uh, your normal guys, obviously you're going to want to be looking better than throwing against regular – throwing with other guys that they barely ever thrown with. So I completely understand why not doing it. Um, I think this is, it's more of a TV thing right now because – 20 years ago, we never heard about the combine. Now that the NFL Network wants to blow it out of proportion, they said it's, it's, it was 2004. I believe they said Rich Eisen was talking about was the first ever televised combine on the NFL Network. Well, the NFL Network wasn't around in uh, what 2004 was around. I thought you said 1994. Oh, 2000, 2003 was the first year. That okay. So November 2013, 2003, they went on air. They launched. So the first one was that February. Okay. Twenty. So it, I, I, it honestly, these players deserve earn the fact if to, to do the the drill or not to do the drill. You have all the reports, and if if you've seen them on film, you you know what you're getting on this film. Them in shorts and a t-shirt, not really gonna make a bigger difference. I think. The bigger thing is the people that are on the borderline that you want to know, and I think the meetings of certain situations. All it could do is help you, and it unfortunately could hurt certain players. So why risk that that situation? And they don't frown upon it, so it's not going to be a big deal because a lot of first round, first quarterbacks taken in the draft are are taken regardless if they throw or not. So I don't think it's that big of a deal. Yeah, I agree with you on the throwing part because, I mean, if you're throwing in a game, you're not going to be throwing with a guy you've never thrown with before, and that most of the time in the combine they are. So uh, the throwing probably is the most, you know, I guess most okay drill not to go. But, like, I don't see any reason not to run your 40. I know some guys did. Well, mm. some guys are tight in the hamstrings and they right. don't want to embarrass and make a mark on against themselves if they don't need to. Right. Yeah, but you could also, you know... You see one of those, you see a guy, He run, let's say he has a bad, you know, combine time, and then runs a better one at his pro day. You can kind of average that out and figure, all right, this guy, this you average the two best numbers out, and that's just about, because that's what they do at the combine anyway. You're getting it's, two it's, runs, and you're going to average the two out. The one thing I don't get with the 40, yeah, it's cool to see. Uh, it's cool to get, see hit the burst and everything like that, but... How often, if you're not a, unless you're a wide receiver, when do you really need to see someone run a fast forty? Realistically, Let me uh, it's just, uh, it's just like a measurable kind of thing. Yeah, that's that's top that's end my point. speed. That, yeah, that's that's my point. I mean, I mean the like it, speed, obviously it's like important, said, but it's not the end all be all. No, uh, quickness is the, the quickness drill is important to the whatever the three cone. The three cone, whatever. yeah. I, I take more stock in those drills because they're moving around. I, I gotta ask a question. Why did we make the guy with one hand lift the, the do those the things? I have a he better question. The, Why does JPP not sh- cut the rest of the hand off and get one of those things? <laughs> I don't like. I, no, you got you got to give him credit for he he. It was an awesome experience for him to be there. He just sure. wanted to prove and Dan, everybody and Danny wrong. Said it the be- Danny said it the best. I hope nobody looks past him because of his hand. Because he's actually a solid player too. It's not Listen, like I, 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 I hope nobody does. People like, but he's you gonna, know they are. They, you, you know, have to. you know the he, guy's got one hand. I'm oh, sorry. Absolutely. This, this absolutely, isn't like a absolutely. bad thing. Like, I'm sorry he has one hand. Like, I, oh, absolutely. I you guys saw this. There's uh, oh. Wisconsin has a tight end who only has nine fingers, and they asked they asked him about him, and he was like, "I'd like him more if he had ten fingers." Sorry, it's true. Of course. Someone, someone's going to draft it's, him. I'm going to tell you right now. In the mid rounds, I'm going to tell you right now. He's going to be a second round Patriot type of pick. And he's going to turn into one of the best linebackers in the league because that's just what well, Belichick does. The thing, thing with him is like he's going to thing with him is he's going to take a couple years obviously to catch up to the speed. So he's obviously going to be a, a project. You they know also, what I mean, Steve? Come on. They also I'm not worried about him might... catching up to the speed. He he did fine in college. The game, the NFL speed is a lot different from the college speed, and the the, the, uh, athlete, the whatever conference they're in. You know there's... that, and I know that. 
there was uh, that was a bit misleading. I heard apparently because he's he profiles as a safety more than a linebacker in uh, NFL wise. So like, I mean, four three is still great, but for, obviously it's a big difference between a linebacker and a safety. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I could see him obviously as a special teamer right now. That would be that would that would be a great start. And then like what he did for UCF, he slowly gradually became the player he became through hard work. So right. it, I don't know. Obviously, we're all rooting for him. So it's going to be a tough situation with that. But uh, hopefully, he gets used to the NFL speed. That's really going to be the test because obviously, at, at his disadvantage, it's the most important part. Alrighty. With that being said, uh, let's take a quick break. Listen to submission by Division One Point One, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to episode two hundred and six of the S and D podcast show. We are going to welcome in right now uh, John Boy from Talking Yanks. How are we doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me, guys. Great, great. Um, so, exciting uh, season coming up ahead. First question, how many home runs are Stanton and Judge going to hit together? <laughs> I'm jumping right into it. Over, under of 85. That's what I'm saying. I think it's disrespectful that you're leaving out Sanchez, but that's just me. I'm just... I agree. I, I'm, I'm with you. Got to keep Gary in. But four, 85 is probably a good number. I don't think Judge is going to break 50, and I think Giancarlo is. I think Giancarlo is going to going to go all for home runs this season, and Judge is going to try and round out his game a little bit. So uh, we'll go. I'll go under 85. Okay, the better sense? question is, do they hit the subway tracks? <laughs> <laughs> no, we, no, we need a, uh, need a facade shot like Mickey Mantle. All right, all right. That that's fair enough. That's if they put metal in their bats, they could probably hit the subways. They'd kill someone if they had metal on their bats. <laughs> yes, they would. <laughs> like people were in shock with Josh Hamilton's home run derby a couple years in '08, but it's like, all right, now you could just watch that for 82 games this season at Yankee Stadium. Yeah, that that home run derby was wild. There was. Um, so. This season, um, you know, last year you were one game away from a World Series berth in the Bronx. Uh, so what do you think this year, you know, adding the bat? Nothing really changed with the rotation, though. But, you know, the bat was the bat was added. Um, do you think this year is the year that you take that, win that game seven instead? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's definitely the goal. Last year, World Series, that how far we went was nice. It's definitely, like, it's World Series or bust this year. Uh, I'm not one to, like say we're going to win the world series no matter what it's spring training but it's definitely the goal and i think uh attainable i don't know john carlo helps but the pitching still needs to be be there like i don't know if john carlo helps us beat verlander last year are you surprised they didn't at least try to add uh, i don't know a, a lance lynn or an alex cobb or one of these middle kind of guys yeah i think they still will i st- um I think they don't want to slight Jordan Montgomery and send him down. But I don't know. I thought they'd definitely get another arm. The problem is if they get another arm, then Gumby's or Monty's got to go down, and that kind of sucks for him. I think as soon as the season starts, if an injury happens, these guys are still out there, and they'll snatch someone up real quick. For sure. And there's a lot of arms that are still out there that are crazy to think that they're still out there, that – I'm, it's just crazy to think that teams are not giving them a shot or anything like that. Um, with uh, like guys like Arietta, Arietta, and uh, who who else is a free agent still? That's, well, uh, Cobb, like and Cobb and Lynn, Cobb and Lynn. That's it's it's crazy to think all these guys are free agents still. So the minute some sort of injury happens to any sort of team, I think they're they'll be the first ones to be called. Called Definitely. on. Um, Arietta's got to fire the person who made his binder. Remember that story in the yeah. offseason? He had a 70-page binder that they were shopping to agents. That's yeah. No one probably even opened that. 70 pages is – I have no idea yeah. what's in that binder. <laughs> yeah. They should have stopped at like 10. But it's just crazy with the caliber pitcher of Arietta, especially even though he had a 
slightly down year last year. It was still a top-tier pitcher in many regards. Um, but it's crazy to see. But but with the Yankees right now, uh, Miguel Handuar, I pronounced it right, they've been saying different pronunciations uh, with his name. Uh, he's been the biggest story out of Yankees camp the first couple of weeks. And he's he's making a claim to stay with the big club in in April. Well, what do you think? Uh, what do you think about him as of right now, this spring? He, I mean, you got to be excited about what he's doing. I think he's not going to see any more fastballs for the rest of spring. Sounds um, good, right. All of all of his hits were on fastballs. All of his home runs are on jumping on fastballs. I don't think he makes camp which sucks because the Andujar clan the Andujar fans out there are maybe the worst the worst section of Yankee fans going and they <laughs> because they like Andujar they hate Drury and they hate Wade which is just a, a terrible way to be a Yankee fan oh yeah but, but, that's how people were with Didi for the first year and I'm like guys you got you guys got to relax he, he's gonna be good he's still yeah. very young and then two years later he, he's the best thing since sliced bread it's the funniest thing but uh go on I'm sorry no, the way the way that I think Andor deserves to be to break camp with the team, especially if he keeps up this pace, obviously deserves it. But the way that Cashman and Boone are handling the lineups and their words, it seems very much like Drury is going to be at third and Andujar is going to start in the minors. Drury hasn't played one game at second yet this spring. And when Drury and Andujar are both in the lineup, Drury is playing third base. Andujar hasn't had a start over him at third. So I think it's pretty telling. They think Drury's the guy. Yeah, and he, and he played good for the D-backs in the, uh, the last couple of years as well. So he's a solid player. So it's not a knock on Andujar. He just needs a little bit more seasoning and see what happens. It's one of those things. A lot of people are complaining about his glove. Anybody complain about that so far this spring? I haven't heard Michael Kay or anybody complain about it, which I, I listen to them religiously, so... I guess if they're not complaining about it, so far so good, right? He's had only a couple chances. He hasn't messed up yet. He looks pretty good. He throws he throws the ball a little weird, but it's getting there. It's interesting to see if Michael K is going to like Andujar or hate Andujar. I don't know yet. It, it, yeah, it seems like he, he he's teetering towards liking him, but you know how Michael K is. Yeah, he hates um, Gary Sanchez. Oh, yeah. Does he? Yeah, yeah it's, he, very, it's very clear. He gets he gets very he gets very pissy with Sanchez. Yep. Interesting. Um, uh, go ahead. Ben. Yeah, I was gonna ask about the other young stud, uh, obviously Glaber Torres. I, I mean, he's gonna break camp as the second baseman. That's the plan, right? No, absolutely not. He's gonna break. He's he's only played tw- thirty games above a ball. He's coming off injury and service time is like a big factor. So they'd be crazy to start him. Uh, opening day they'd lose a full year of him in his prime for okay. 10 for 10 days of him as a as a rookie so who's playing second base i think wade's gonna get the spot he's having a great spring it'll be his chance to play every day and prove himself as a uh trade ship or prove himself in general and then he'll go to utility when glaber comes up that's what i think all right there's a lot okay. of different okay. there's a, and then you also have uh, Torres as well, who's just the ultimate team, uh, bench guy to play for the, those 10 days if Wade doesn't uh, continue his uh, decent play, right? Yeah, I don't think Torres will ever be an everyday player in the MLB. My my co-host on uh, Talking Yanks thinks he will be. So, I mean, it's split. But per- I like Torres. I think he's a great utility guy. I don't, th- I don't think he's anything more than that. And I think Yeah, I'm, if- I'm along the lines with you as well. I, I agree with you. And if Wade, if Wade's swinging the bat well, then he has more versatility defensively than Torres, and he's got a lot more speed than Torres. So Wade, and he's younger and got more years of control. So I think Wade would push Torres out if if Wade starts swinging the bat well. All right, yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. All right, so here's the biggest question out of the Yankees outfield: There's a lot of bodies in the outfield for just three spots. So whatever combination you want to play it as but for the days that let's say sanchez needs to dh and either judge or both judge and stan need to both play and they both have to play in the field who do you think will be the left fielder you would have to hopefully be 
judge because he's the lower man on the totem pole, or you just have to have Stan figure it out after the rough uh, patch on uh, Sunday? It'll be interesting to see if Judge plays in left field in spring training. I think they said they plan on doing that. But uh, Giancarlo played again today, yesterday. I didn't hear any if he did good or bad. It wasn't on TV or radio. I, I thought it would be Judge just because he's younger. Exactly. Yeah, I thought so too. I think I think they still have enough time, and I think I think I forgot where where I heard this from, but Judge has actually played left field a lot um, more recent than Stan has. So I yeah. think they benefit of the doubt of Judge has already been a Yankee. I think they they gave him the respect out of that, but sooner or later they're not going to care, and then I think Judge will end up playing left field for those twenty games, thirty games if need be. Yeah, I can't imagine a situation where a, a professional right fielder just can't play left field. Like, come on, man, just go play left field. It's the same thing, just reverse. Right. He just I, he looked a little uncomfortable, but he could have lost it in the sun, and you know, it it, it was a could have just been a bad couple. Yeah, of that, days. that's what he that's what he claimed, and and he, well, everyone, like, what everybody said, he got to the ball fine. It's just one of those those plays. He can't be look be any worse than uh, Daniel Murphy for us Smith fans or Todd Henley. Uh, 20 years later from uh, Daniel Murphy, but but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, there, a lot of balls dropped. He dropped all three that were hit to him, but I think two fell for the Tigers or whoever the hell we were in. Phillies? I don't know who we were playing. Two fell on their end as well. Everyone was dodging the sun. That's actually been like a common theme this spring, it seems like. Uh, every time you watch MLB Network, you see guys just losing the ball in the sun. Um, they don't have the triple deck. Um, my biggest question with the outfield for the Yankees is Clint Frazier. Uh, where where does he fit in on this team? Triple A. Uh, yeah, I think he's scanned because he's been hurt and just there was no himself. shot. There was that, no on top shot of that. On, on top was, of that, yeah, there was no shot he was ever going to break camp. Um, he's kind of dumb for thinking he could. I mean, I'm I'm happy that he was fighting for a spot, but I I don't really. I think he goes about himself in a pretty bad way. Uh, but yeah, there's no way he was going to break camp. I mean, uh, barring injury, because the only way that he would break camp would be they have to trade Hicks, Gardner, or Ellsbury, uh, or send Hicks to the minors, which they're not going to do. And no one is getting traded because Clint Frazier had a good spring. So exactly, there, was, yeah. there was no way he was making the team. Unless that person is Clint Frazier, he's probably the one getting traded. It, 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 like, uh, in this whole scenario, because you're not getting rid of Ellsbury's contract in anywhere ever, I guess when Gardner leaves, you can kind of take Gardner's spot. I guess that could be the plan. Yeah, that's the, probably the plan. I think with Billy McKinney hitting so well in spring, and if he takes this into the season, one of those two guys is a good trade trip, trade chip in uh, 2018. What year are we in? 18. <laughs> yeah, whatever year it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, who knows? Um, so you're so you think that Fraser? If you're going to look for somebody in the for the rotation, Fraser's going to be the guy to be the first guy offered. Uh, yeah. If someone if Hicks gets hurt, Ellsbury will go to center field, or Fraser will come up. I mean, well, someone's going to get hurt. Hicks is injury prone. Ellsbury is injury prone. The two other guys are giants that probably can get injured easily. So someone's going to get hurt. Frazier will be up at some point. Probably play a good chunk in the majors. Hopefully he does better than last year. Stanton's had uh, injury problems over the course of his career, so it's not yeah, other you know, than out of last, the question. Other than last year, so. Right. Yeah, but one of them was a fastball to the face, so you can't really, well, oh, you can't yeah, really blame oh, him yeah. for that, of course. Right? That's the only one. Yeah. <laughs> Everything else have been nagging hamstring injuries and groins and other yeah. stuff like that. Well, it's the same thing people say Bird is injury prone. He's never had a hamstring or a nagging groin or oblique. He broke a bone in his body that wasn't supposed to be there. <laughs> right. It, right. It, it was just a weird thing. It, it's the same thing with, with Travis Darno. He has, like, the most random injuries, like, ever. Like, he goes to tag a guy and his wrist breaks. Like, Well, that, yeah. <laughs> his first two injuries where he got hit with a foul ball and he got hit with a pitch, and then A.J. Brzezinski <laughs> ran him over. Broke his broke his whatever hand again or something, whatever. Um, so clearly to me, I mean, obviously the lineup is strong. The strength of this team is the bullpen, and there was some up and down 
with it last year with Betances and Chapman and who's the closer and whatnot. Do you think we see a, a, a straight, you know, a closer or do, is it going to be the new, this new wave of bullpen where it kind of just rotates? No, it's going to be a closer. Chapman's going to be the closer until he loses it. And hopefully he, he's only lost it once in this year and it was last year. So hopefully that doesn't happen again. Uh, I'm all for bullpen by committee from eighth inning down. But Chapman will definitely be the closer. Yeah, I think last year they needed to save his arm considering how much uh, the Cubs just <laughs> used them to death because they knew they weren't going to resign him after the World Series. So I think I think he needed that that couple weeks span that him being taken out of the closer role just because of the whole scenario with the, what the Cubs did to him the year before. I, I think that's going to yeah, be a benefit did. to this year. Yeah, he went he went deep into the playoffs, which he had never done on the Reds before. So he pitched longer than ever. He probably didn't train differently to adjust for that or you know regroup. And then he got injured in May last year for two weeks, I think, or something like that. Mm-hmm. So he was usually a cold starter, but it got pushed back and back. And he was it was it was really only like a week stretch, I think, but he was brutal within that week. Yeah, right. Um, so first year manager never coached before either um what are your thoughts on the hiring of boone and the the i guess not so much firing but parting ways with girardi and that whole manager situation uh i like girardi i thought he was a good manager uh boone has been incredibly refreshing though like he really lets you know what's going on he's drury is in not getting a second base job. He's in competition for third. He wants to bat a lefty in between Judge and Stanton. Judge and Stanton, one of them is going to bat in the two-hole. We know these things because Boone has said them straight up in his press conference. Girardi would have never given us that info. He would have bat- been super guarded. So I liked Girardi, but the best way to describe what Boone has been so far in his press conferences is refreshing. I don't know how that's going to go with his managing, but I also don't think he's going to do much managing besides personalities and moods. I think Cashman runs the ship with lineups and uh, bullpen packing order. Yeah, it, it's it's he's going to have a lot of scrutiny this year, considering they were a game away from the World Series, and and this is his first managerial job. So he, he's going to have to go through the 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 tough tough situations with that. Oh yeah, if there's a bad stretch, if we if the Yankees start out terrible. It'll be we just handed over this great team to an idiot who's messing it up. But we'll we'll wait for that to happen before we get mad at him for it. All right, so we do this whenever we bring a guest on. What? Give me a number, a prediction for the Yankees' season this year. They won ninety-one last year, so I'll just give us five more wins. I'll say they win ninety-six games. And is that a division title? Yeah, I think so. I fucking okay. hope so. I don't know if I, you guys swear, but I hope <laughs> no, so. No, you can. You can. The, wild car, the wild card game, you guys were, you're Mets fans, you guys were in it in, whatever, 16? Yes. And lost. The wild card game is the worst feeling as a fan, and I'm sure as a player, too. Yeah. Ever. I We've talked about it on the show before. I think it's the most anxious slash nervous I've been during a sporting event, like, in my lifetime. I was doing like little videos on Twitter and stuff and documenting like my mood when I went to work, when I left to go watch the game and shit. It's almost embarrassing to look back on like, yo, why were you so distraught and like anxious for just a wild card game? But it really is. It's I woke up like uneasy in my stomach like this sucks, especially last year because the twins were so, so much worse than the Yankees. It wasn't even like a very even battle. It's like there's no way the twins were going to beat the Indians in the uh, DS, but the Yankees could have and went on to. So it would have really sucked if a fluke win. And then when we were down three, nothing in the first inning. So I, I, I we got to win the division this year for my health and every, and every Yankee fan's health. <laughs> so just for the health, that's all we're doing. Just, it's health. Yeah. Yep. yeah. <laughs> because it, cause if we go to the wild card, we'll win it and that'll be fine. But I can't do it again. <laughs> it's literally like players you just saw us like two years ago Mets giant game that game just yeah like 
All right. Anytime the Mets want to score some runs or get a hit, oh, it would be fantastic. Like, <laughs> yep. Well, going against Baumgartner sucks. Oh, and also having Noah only go five innings was bad, too. He went seven innings. Oh, that's right. Whatever. Felt like five. <laughs> are, you guys, are you guys a fan of Noah's social media presence? Yes. Uh, so, give and take. Okay. I, he, he's like Clint Frazier. I think both of them are so, so lame. He has his <laughs> moments like, like the Mr. Meth feud can be funny at times and other times it's very annoying. Uh, yeah. It would have been nice if he was healthy last year and like it was funny when he was healthy and being Noah Syndergaard. And then now he's just, let's hopefully he stays healthy and pitch well kind of thing. Yeah. You guys talk about that video of him running around shirtless with his stomach all flabby? I, yeah. You know what? Excuse the me, it's no Tim Tebow thing, shirtless running in the rain as a jet, okay? The shirtless thing annoyed me a little bit because I was like, there's no point to that. He just wanted to look cool. Yeah. And then you do the exact opposite. I don't know, man. I, I'm fine. I mean, the guy's, you know, a phenomenal pitcher. So he can kind of do what he wants. But yep. there was yeah, no I hear reason that. to be shirtless. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. It is at Jumbo underscore, right? At Jumboy underscore. Yep. On Twitter, it is Talking Yankees. Talking Yanks. The podcast, follow them on Twitter. You're on all podcast apps as well, I'm sure. Yep, yeah, we're on all of them. All right, cool. Well, thank you very much for joining us. We're definitely going to bring you back on during the season, talk some more Yankees. Sounds good. All right, awesome. Thanks, Jay. Thanks right. a lot. Thank, thanks for having me, guys. Have thank a good you night. For coming. Good night. Good night. Depress you. Welcome back to SME Podcast. You just listened to uh, Submission by Division 1.1. Uh, let's see. Who should we start with? Uh, both NHL. The Rangers had a three-game winning streak until Patrick Liney took care of uh, took care of them uh, on uh, Tuesday night. So that was fun while it lasted. Uh, the Islanders are in a big slump right now. Uh, Seven-game lo- losing streak. Yes, seven-game losing streak. Wonderful. I don't even um, remember when they play at this point. <laughs> Are they they play tonight. Uh, no, if you're they play this, They played already. No, I'm sorry. Tomorrow night, right? You're listening to this. They play tonight. Right, uh, right, right. They're on the west. They're on the west coast again in Edmonton. Yeah, they're in the west coast Canadian trip. So yeah. that means that means Ryan Strom's gonna have a good night against the his old team. Ooh, true, true. They're in Calgary on Sunday, and then back. They home did get Sunday. points in their last two games, though. So somehow That's this terrible hockey team is still in a playoff race. Yeah, Six points. Both, both the Rangers and Islanders, who the Rangers basically gave up on, <laughs> five well six points away from the playoff spot. So, but they both teams have to leapfrog like ten teams to like get so, any shot of it. Probably no playoff hockey in New York. Well, you got the Devils uh, as of right now, and Taylor, Taylor Hall is playing an amazing streak right now in twenty six games. I, and the, the NHL screwing him because he missed a couple games of injuries. But yeah. yeah, it's but it's amazing. Twenty six games that he's played in, he has can, uh, got a point in. That just this just doesn't happen all the time, and it's just simply amazing. Yeah. And obviously that they're the third team in in the tri-state area. Well, we think they're the third team in the tri-state area, but they, no one really talks about Taylor Hall. And that should be getting discussion a little bit. And, like, he could be a hard candidate just because of the streak. Yep, if they go definitely. to the playoffs, there's no reason why he shouldn't at least be in the discussion. Uh, right. It might be one of the Boston guys, like Bergeron or Marchand, too. Well, Bergeron's definitely... out. Didn't Bergeron get hurt? Yeah, Bergeron broke his foot. Which one of them broke there? I confused Bergeron. Bergeron uh, broke his foot. Marchand. Yeah. Won the game last night. Right, but either like those. I mean, those two have been great all year long. Or any of anybody in uh, Tampa. As well. Right, it could be you know Stamkos or Kucherov. I I think Hartle, uh, Hart, Hart Hall will at least be a finalist for the Hart. Oh yeah. I don't see any reason. It's gonna be it's gonna be Ovi 
Hall and Kucherov. I'm just going to oh, say. Ovi. Well, that Look guy. Look at Ovi's goals, yeah. 600, <laughs> 600 goals coming up. That guy's unbelievable. Who? Ovi. Well, he won't be in the league much longer. He's going to leave to go play for Russia. Why would he do that? <laughs> OAR, you mean? Right, right. sorry. The, uh... He's going to switch He's going to switch with Kovalchuk. Right. Because, you know, yeah, Kovalchuk's it's... coming back next year. He would Since the Devils signed that outlandish, crazy contract for Kovalchuk, they would have to trade him, right? Because they don't no. want him back? Or they would have to... Because... Because he didn't come back last year, like I think he like officially reinstated himself, but didn't come back. They don't have to trade him this season. He can come back in as a free agent this year. Ah, I don't know what the rule is. Crazy rule. It's a weird rule, but apparently he doesn't have. I to. would be pretty mad if I was the Devils if that was the case. Well, they could have traded him last year, but they're just dumb. They didn't. I mean, I guess nobody wanted to give up anything up because he they weren't sure if he was going to come back. But I don't know. Yeah, no I would one at least, wanted them. I, I would have taken a seventh-round pick. So I think somebody would have traded you a seventh-round pick with the hopes he would come back. You know, and if, if nothing else, you get a seventh-round pick. Anyway, um, let's jump to the Giants because we were have, just having this conversation. <laughs> all so we day. gave up on the Knicks? All right. Awesome. We, get, listen, we, we gave up on Knicks. basketball. Then. Your basketball is done. I mean, yeah, basically, NBA is done. Yes, you're Wait, right. when but you go on social play. media, when you go on social media and you see a picture of a video of it, the first quarter, and they're like, oh, Damian Lillard already hot from three, and he's just hitting them off the front rim, and they're going, oh, in. yeah. You're like, all right, season over. Other than Canner, other than Canner, this team is not even worth watching. He's just not even hopefully- worth it. Yeah, I know. It's it's empty double doubles right now, but it's it's nice to see him still collecting those double doubles. But yeah, they're it's, they're disaster. Yeah. Between Moutier and uh Neokina not knowing how to shoot is really scary. And then Timmy being cold all the time. And Trey Burke for the most part's been fine. It's just <laughs> Hornacek sucks on top of the Knicks sucking, so I hope he's gone for next year. I don't know just, if it's Horizak. He's got a terrible team. I think it's both. Cause he, he How many times are you going to keep changing the coach? You're it's, right. It's a revolving he, door. He, he, it's literally a revolving door of coaches, which is going to create a revolving door of team. He, so and he, you got you to gotta keep a guy and stick with him for a little while. Let's stick uh, with this guy. He sucks. He, he so will the next guy because he's going to have the same shit team. Until ownership says... Go out there and give Max contracts to the top guy. But control of who plays or not. He didn't play Trey Burke for like three a week and a half. 35 points. Okay, that's enough basketball talk. No, I'm kidding. That was too much. Um, there is a report here, while there is no teams or anything attached to it, that now that the Seahawks have traded Bennett and apparently cut Sherman, that's not clear. Earl Thomas. That they might... They might trade Earl Thomas. If they trade Earl Thomas, I I would give them three first round picks for Earl Thomas. I am not rest, kidding. Rest in peace, Legion of Boom. I'm I'm gonna miss the Legion of Boom. Rest in peace, Seattle. A lot of fun. Not too. Get the Legion of Boom. Russell Wilson. First of all, you're literally seeing Ru- Russell Wilson oh, as Jesus. Will Smith in the in the empty room at the end of the last. Yeah, season. him and Baldwin, and then everybody else is gone. I um, don't think he's leaving Yankee camp. I think he just stays and is like, fuck this. <laughs> He He's already afraid to go back to that. Seattle. He's going to go back. I, they're going to come. They've gone back. <laughs> they're going to trade him too. <laughs> Listen, I, Pete Carroll's senile. Let's just face facts. Uh, Pete Carroll's going senile. Oh, he's gone. He is. I, I said this like you, you know, during the season when Pete's teams end, they end like that. Two oh seconds, yeah, it's over. Oh, he's yeah. it's maybe another rap. year, and you know they'll go six and ten this year, and then he's gone. That's it. I'm intrigued to see that that you know, didn't the Rams trade Darnold last week too? Donald? No. Who did they trade last week off their defense? The they didn't Rams? trade the no. He didn't trade Donald. They traded um, what's his face? Quinn. Oh, okay, okay. I knew it was one of them. Yeah, no. The world would have had a major meltdown if that. Yeah, was a defensive still, player Quinn's of the year. Good player. Sure, but. 
I mean, then, and I just traded Oglesbury, obviously. We were going to talk about to the... Yeah. Right, right, we'll talk about that in a minute. But right, It's but just have... the simple fact that they're going to have to pay Gurley, and then they obviously already played Donald. And they so got like, to play Goff. The ca- and they just and they just they just signed re-signed the the Ogletree's contract a couple months ago. So that's no, that's was all you need last to know. Year. Yeah, that's <clears> what I'm saying. A couple months ago it was the right. extension. So right, but they're I, not paying it anymore. That's why they traded him. The Rams. No, that's, my, that's my point. That's my point. That division. I mean, I the, I think we all agree the Niners are going to be a lot better than they were. La- I mean, they won what six in a row at the end of the year. But the nine, the Rams should walk away with that division right now. Yeah, they should but considering what uh, everything that we don't know about what the Cardinals are going to be, and like you said, with the looks like the clear rebuild for the uh, retooling right. for the Seahawks. Even if even if they only traded Earl Thomas, they still traded the other, you know, two of the bigger parts of that defense. It basically just became Chancellor by himself, basically. Yes, but you got to think they're going to try to resign uh, Sheldon Richardson if that. But who knows? They could. This is what happened with teams when they're finally going. All these guys are getting their second contracts. It just doesn't happen. <clears throat> That's it, man. Once you got to pay the quarterback, I mean, usually there's problems ahead. Um, but I could. I. It's just the crazy the way the whole um, Earl Thomas situation happened when he, everybody caught him on camera. Talking to Garrett on the whole, uh, if you can get me in the oh, trade, get me. Right, right, remember right. that? <clears throat> I do remember that. That should be interesting. Chris, Chris. Do, they, do they go out and go after him? They don't have any cap. They have cap problems themselves. The Browns will trade. Is... The Browns will trade the fourth pick. The Packers. If I I am not kidding. I would trade the 14th overall pick to get Earl Thomas, and then not resign Morgan Burnett. Haha, and Earl. I would legit need new shorts if that. Whoever, whoever whoever does whoever does get Sherman, they're gonna obviously get a top tier corner. And I, yeah, I, I think Sherman has probably lost a step. But he it, lost I mean, his step, but he's still. But good. he was he never fast in the first place. So. Yeah, exactly. He was more the cover guy. Right. And nice Earl, same defense. thing, has probably lost his step after all the injuries. But I, I mean, mean, he had two rough seasons. Yeah. He's probably one of the smartest players in the league. So they're probably keeping the right guy with Chancellor, but it's just. But Chancellor, the last couple of years were hurt too, so it's yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of sad. Like, I hate them. Like they probably have been the Packers' biggest rival over the past few years, but they were still a lot of fun to watch in their heyday. Oh yeah, sure. Well, the NFC East is completely <laughs> changed now too. The Giants improved this week alone with this trade, basically stealing well, away a linebacker. The, the Eagle, Giants... the Eagles added another ten sacks to the defensive line that had a hundred last year. It's so scary. <laughs> Just hopefully the Giants re-sign Norwell and get a couple more pieces on that line. No, no, no. They have to re-sign Pew. They're apparently signing Norwell, which is which is a Gettleman guy. That's really what it comes down to. Yeah, he's going to bring in his guys, which makes sense. Yeah, the Giants' fate will be sealed at the draft. Obviously, what they do? Do they? You know, we've we've talked about. Do they draft a quarterback? Do they trade back? If they can trade, so the obvious choice is Buffalo, right? If they were to make a trade in the draft, uh, yeah, I guess Buffalo, yeah. Buffalo has two first-round picks. If they can get both of those picks, draft a lineman and a linebacker, I I mean, that completely rebuilds your team right there. Yeah, uh, it definitely definitely can. Like like I said in my article last week on S&D Blog, um... That was before the combine, so this is before Barkley went crazy and rampant on everything. Uh, I said whoever they love the most at quarterback is the way to go. But after watching Barkley, and you know what Barkley brings to the table, and he's still available, and they don't have that that love of a quarterback. You know what I mean? Like like oh, we gotta get this guy no matter what type of thing. If they don't have that love for a quarterback, I think 
If they don't have any takers for a trade, Barkley has to be the pick. Thoughts? License plate guy said it the best about Barkley. Did you see last year's offensive line? At this moment, you have the same offensive line. Minus Justin Pugh. And I think Newhouse is... Not Newhouse. um, Richburg is also a free agent, isn't he? Yeah. But, yeah, Richburg's gone because just the way it ended with the old regime. Because he could have easily came back and played these claims. And they didn't want him to play him. So, with that being said, and, and apparently his market, from what I've read, is really high right now. So, he's basically gone. So, they, they did like Brett Jones. And he's a cheaper and he can he's a restricted free agent. So, no one's going to try to steal him from the but Giants. But still, so you're going to bring in Barkley on a no offensive line. So, basically, you're going to get him beaten up this year. Realize you got to refresh your offensive line next year. Now you got a beaten up running back. He was a beast in college, so he was like, he was basically used like the Bama guys. Every play, he's on the field, he's being used some way, somehow. And if I remember correctly, he was the kick returner at Penn State too. Oh yeah, he was. But, but it, obviously, obviously, if if we were to get Barkley, obviously we address the offensive line issues. Though, though I would hope we but nothing not, we re- that means you have to address it between now and I believe the draft is the first weekend of May. Yeah, the last weekend in April. So that's what I'm saying. Obviously, if we didn't address the offense line, that's obviously a big concern. But but Barkley's the all around player that you can have Eli dump the ball off to. You also have hopefully hopefully a healthier version of Odell Beckham that didn't play last year, and then another year under Shepard, and then you hope Ingram is what he was this year. So, with a better offensive line... Well, it's all downhill for Shepard anyway, so it's okay. He got married. Yeah, he got married, so <laughs> he's washed up. But... Well but all, all, <laughs> all so, kidding aside... All Walter kidding football aside, though, right now, post-combine first draft. Uh, Darnold won. Barkley to the Giants. Chubb to Indy, Denzel Ward to the Browns, Rosen to Denver, Allen to the Jets. Okay, that's fine. Like, like, like Baker I said, Mayfield that means... to Miami. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what that's what I'm that's what I mean. If the Giants do not fall in love with the quarterback, there's no reason to rush it, kind of thing. You know what I mean? Right. But. See, I don't know. I'm not in love with they're, any of them, to be honest. No, that's that's my point. If 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 they're not in love with any of them, don't waste the pick, and you can get a game changer hopefully. And that means they address the line. If they there, didn't address the line, min- they better a, trade down and get a line. There's a mini camp before the draft, right? Is there a um, mini? I believe so. Like a like a walkthrough mini camp type thing. Yeah. Because I want to get. Much. I would like the the coaches to at least be able to see in person Davis Webb. Yeah. Because you took a, I, you used him, I think it was a third round pick or a fourth round pick last year. Yes, he was a third round pick. And it's basically costing you nothing. Now, if you're going to use a second round pick on a quarterback, a second overall pick on a quarterback, you're paying big money for a second overall pick. you got to realize okay. that. Of course. And, but to and sit on the as bench. as of right now, yeah, that's my point. If, to sit on the bench, it's just... And the way it's just, you got so many different reads with the Giants with every interview that you heard Gettleman and Shermer last week. So we have a lot of time to dissect this. It's going to be interesting. Only the Giants know who they want. And it's only going to be a couple more weeks because they're going to be going to everybody's pro day. More interviews, more in-depth interviews because they only get 15 minutes at the Combine. So I hope by the end of uh, end of April they know who their guy is and who they fall in love with it. And the minute they fall in love with that guy, they got to stick with that guy, and that's their that's our guy for the future, regardless who it is. Or whether it's a whether it's any of those quarterbacks that we mentioned through forever, is it Barkley? Or do we trade down, hopefully get Quentin Nelson or the other tackle from Notre Dame? It they whoever they they want to. Whoever they want to choose, they have to stick with that guy and just be convinced that's the guy for the future, no matter what spot it is. 
like if they if they take a if they move back and they draft a a guard or a tackle that that you got to commit to that guy right then and there oh oh yeah that exactly um let's see like that's the other thing if if they do fall in love with the quarterback like i wrote last week if they do fall in love with one of the quarterbacks i'm confident that they'll be able to find a running back in the second round because both uh, both i didn't see uh, where have you seen the georgia running backs like chubb and sonny michelle go late first round second round i don't know all right, well, I think that's where they've been. You could definitely trade back into the first round with the second round pick to get one of those guys. And the running back from LSU, is I thought it was actually a better running back than uh, Fournette two years ago when Fournette was a senior and he just – well, not a senior, but when Fournette knew he was going to the NFL and didn't care anymore, the other running back was actually better than him. So the running back is definitely, definitely there in the second – Second round, if they, they have decide to Sony go. Sony, Mike, the guy I watch, Walter Football, has Sony Michael going twenty to Detroit. They're running back from Georgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lamar Jackson to the Saints. Interesting. Yeah, I saw that a couple. Uh, Tom and Shea have that as well today. Calvin Ridley to uh, Jacksonville makes a lot of sense there. Yep. Uh, my boy Hurst. I hope he gets picked there. Yeah. Remember, they uh, have the first. Oh no, they have the second pick. Uh, Ronald Jones from USC is going the first round. That, that's the, a. That's a. Yeah, that's the other guy's name. That's another name. So the they, other they Georgia, court, the other Georgia quarterback falls to the Jets in the second round. Running. Uh, the running back. Chubb. Yeah, Nick Chubb. Yeah. So I, they 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 have they have their work cut out for them. And like I said in the article, thankfully none of us are Dave Kettleman. Right. Yep, hundred percent. Uh, Vin, any final thoughts over there? Definitely muted us again. Yeah, he's definitely talking without realizing it. No, he knows. He's just not realizing. I he, was coughing. My apologies. For the last um, half hour. <laughs> I coughed and then I didn't realize, and then I coughed. Um, I one thing really like Donald. I think Donald's the guy. Uh, but the Browns would probably take him, like you said. See, Two. like that would be the the Browns' mode to get Donald, just the turnover machine, and just. But just he's re- I think he's really good. Um, who else? What was I gonna say? You said Baker to the Dolphins. Please let that happen. That kid's <laughs> gonna party his ass off in Miami. Please. I love Baker personally. Like. A, I think Donald's the best, but Baker's I think is my favorite. Just because, like I said, he's Brett Favre, and that's that's just what I want to see. And if you know the history of Brett Favre, it took a while for him to be anything you know that was good. But um, third thing, so this year, fifty-three targets, forty-four receptions, and eighty-one targets and fifty-nine receptions in twenty fifteen. Those are Shane Vereen's numbers. You put the ball in the hands of that kid on that volume, I'm telling you the Giants offense is an entire different animal. Oh, it's, I agree, but still there's no offense like, But I, I, he's going to get the checkdowns like you wouldn't believe. And I think I, his talent I think that and, I think, and I think his talent alone will help the offensive line cuz obviously he's better talent than Darkwa, uh Coleman and and uh, uh, Perkins all combined in one. So I think him being that good will help as well. Obviously, I, I agree what you're saying, Steve. I think his talent will also help the line. But obviously, if we're thinking of Barkley, they have to address the offensive line, whether it's Norwell or Pew getting resigned. It it That's right. going to obviously be the main focal point. So if, I, we, if we don't fix the line, we are trading in the draft. I think you could fix that in free agency, the line, though. And I, I'd rather do that because, obviously, we made big mistakes in draft, the drafting our line the last couple of drafts. Although, I have heard, I think, I forgot, you said his name before, Quentin Nelson, the guard yes. from uh, from Notre, Notre Dame, Dame, is the yep. safest pick in the draft is what I've heard. Yeah, that's what I've heard, too. Between him and Barkley are the two safe, the safest picks. So... 
It is what it is. It's like two months away from the draft anyway. Oh, uh-huh. I could talk about this. Right, forever. we could talk about this for the next three hours. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud. Always looking for new blogs to join us, looking for new podcasts to join our <clears> channel. <throat> so anybody interested, it's March Madness. Uh, I don't think we're doing a bracket this year. Uh, but I know a bunch of people that are. So if you are interested in doing one, just let us know. I know people that are doing them for money. Just keep that in mind. Uh, with that being said, anything else, boys? No, enjoy your March Madness uh, Commerce Tournaments. Vin? And, uh, no, spring training is uh, is upon us, and, you know, hopefully we get some nicer weather in the coming few uh, weeks. Yeah, I hear that. All right, I'll s- we'll see you guys in a couple weeks. Bye.